0: Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Yay, yay, yay. Okay, I'm not knocking on heaven's door. I'm knocking on your door so that you will open it up and turn on the Harland Highway podcast, which if you're listening to this, you've already done. So that whole beginning was redundant. Probably like this whole podcast. Um, hey everybody, Harland Williams here. Welcome to the Harland Highway. We are on episode six ninety nine, one away from seven hundred. Wow! And what a show we have today. Um, we're gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, talking about a big announcement that's coming on episode seven hundred. Won't tell you now, but I'll tell you later. Uh, We're also going to be talking about uh, your spirit. Do you believe you have a spirit inside you? Deep probing question. Um, uh, How about buddies? Do you have a best buddy? Do you know that dogs sometimes have best buddies? Wait to hear this story about two dog buddies and how committed they were to each other. It's almost like a tearjerker. And then we're going to be talking to uh, Antonio Pasquale. He's going to be... T- talking to us about a great love story, a great romance that he had in his life, sharing some very intimate stuff. It's going to get mushy here on the Harland Highway! Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to
1: introduce
0: the Harland Highway.
1: I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What's he like, anyway? Oh! You're
0: listening to Harlan Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face and a reason why? Oh man, what do you expect, you guys? chick a man.
1: <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is it, over. You just don't turn it off. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harlan yeah, Highway. Weird.
0: No just plain weird. weird.
1: You know what I mean? to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money's worth, believe
2: me. When a dog gets trapped, her best friend stands watch over her for a week until she's rescued. When the Washington state owners of Tilly, a setter mix, and Phoebe, a basset hound, went missing, they became extremely worried. An animal rescue organization, Vachon Island Pet Protectors, helped get the word out, posting pictures of the dogs on social media. About a week after the dogs went missing, the organization received a call from someone who said they'd spotted a reddish dog on their property who'd come up to them and then head back into a ravine. When volunteers headed to the ravine, they not only found the reddish dog, which turned out to be Tilly, but realized why she kept coming up to people and then heading back to the ravine. She was guarding her best buddy, Phoebe, who was trapped in a cistern. Tilly refusing to leave Phoebe's side, except to try to get help. The iPad protectors say both dogs are hungry and cold, but doing well and are happy to be back with their owners. And now that the pup story is making worldwide headlines and everyone knows who these dogs look like, it'll be a lot harder for them to go missing again.
0: Oh, oh isn't that sweet? Isn't that a sweet way to start the podcast? Unbelievable. I mean, what a story and and there's a picture of these guys in the in the newspaper and uh, and the one dog is sitting over the other dog and uh, I don't know why this reporter used the word cistern have you I, I've never even heard that word until this story. Cistern um,
2: who was trapped in a cistern
0: uh, note to reporter, use words that aren't from Lord of the Rings, please uh let's let's use words uh from planet earth thank you has anyone heard the word cistern sounds like your sister's an intern or something yeah i got a cistern over at uh, microsoft she's there for two years cisterning well i guess a cistern is like it's like a little concrete well this thing it was like in the middle of the forest and i guess it was at one time used for, like, uh, getting water or something. It's about four four or five feet deep. And, uh, you know, just like a little concrete rectangle. And uh, in the bottom of it was some stones and a little little bit of water and stuff. So basset hounds have these little stubby legs. And I guess this basset hound, like, jumped down into it and couldn't get back out. So the other dog, as you heard in the story... Uh, sat with uh, sat with uh, her buddy for a whole week, and it's the it's the cutest little picture. There's you know basset hounds already look kind of like uh, you know doughy eyed and kind of vulnerable, and they got kind of that. Can someone make me a bowl of soup, please? I'm a basset hound. If you could just make me a nice bowl of beef barley soup, I'm so cold and lonely inside. Please. Right, Basset Hound just, ha- and and they're kind of slow and lazy, and so, so it almost looks like this Basset Hound, you know, fell down or stepped down into this cistern and uh, was just like, you know what, I, I can't be bothered to stand up on my hind legs and get out. I think I'll just stay here. I mean, someone's got to come with a bowl of soup or something, I mean. I'll just stay right here in the cistern, even though I've never heard that word before. Then someone will bring some soup. I could just stand up on my hind legs and crawl out, but why do that? That takes too much energy. I'll just sit here for a week and wait for a nice bowl of beef and barley soup. So I don't know, but, but this other dog, well, what a great friend. How many humans would do that, man? You know, you get people up on Mount Everest, get caught in two feet of snow, and most of them, screw you, I'm going down to the base camp for a hot chocolate and a joint. What do you mean you're cold and you, you can't move? Well, that's on you. See ya, loser. Have fun freezing to death. I'll be drinking a bowl of Swiss Miss cocoa down at the base camp. And I love it that the dog, like, ran up to the humans. Somehow it knew the humans could somehow help. And it would run up to them and then kind of run away and go sit with the friend again. So, so note to all of us, if, if you are just going about your daily routine and a strange, cute dog runs up to you and kind of looks at you and is anxious and then runs off in a certain direction, okay it's just a dog running up to see me but if it does it a few times yeah follow it you know I'm sure dogs watch lassie they they know how to do it they've learned from lassie that if you want a human you go and you bark at them and kind of nod your head and kind of give them those follow me eyes you know and uh, but such a such a cute just cute little uh, picture of these dogs and I thought what a what a sweet way to start the show um uh, Phoebe she she stayed with her friend she left each day to go and find help um and uh you know this dog kind of stood over and 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 uh you know stood guard over little Phoebe while she was in the cistern I can't. T- you know what? I gotta look this word up. It's driving me nuts. Have any of you heard the word cistern? Now this story's. I'm veering away from the sweetness of the dogs, and I'm I'm totally obsessed with with cistern right now. So I'm I'm actually looking it up on my computer. Yes, guess what? I have a computer, ladies and snurdle um, and it's really working slow today, and it's annoying me. Every everything I press, I get that goofy little, um, you know, the little spinning colors. Uh, the little spinning colors in 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 uh, you know, that little wheel that comes up. So let me type it in. It's C I S. T e t e r n, cistern. Here it is, noun: a tank for storing water, especially one supplying taps, or as part of a flushing toilet. An underground reservoir for rainwater. All right, come on. Don't be throwing cistern at us. We don't. We don't need that. Um, I. I don't know. Alright, well now I'm flustered. I've been thrown off guard by you know you know, I thought I knew everything. You know, I'm Mr. Know It All. You know, I know who I of course I know everything, and then cistern gets thrown at me. Ah. Oh. Alright, now I'm gonna go jump in a cistern and cry. Why don't you come and find me? Uh no, but it's an interesting story about, about commitment, about uh dedication, about loyalty, and uh, we actually have a, a gentleman uh, calling in who uh, has a story about, uh, about love and his quest to find that special somebody uh, who got away, and uh, he didn't give up on her, and uh, this is actually quite a wonderful uh, romance story. Uh, I'll let this gentleman tell it. It's uh, uh, Antonio Pasquale, who uh, I'm not sure what country uh, Antonio's from. He, it's definitely European. I guess I can ask him where he's from. But just a wonderful uh, romantic story of persistence and uh, commitment and, and uh, dedication. And uh, let, let's patch him in. Raj, patch in uh, Antonio uh, Pasquale, please uh hello and antonio pasquale are you there sir ah mr
1: williams it is such an honor to be on your show i i listen to it every week for many years i I just i love it i love to listen to your show mr williams
0: well well thank you very much sir uh what part of, of uh europe are you from you obviously have a heavy accent
1: Oh, I am European. It doesn't matter what part I'm from. Let's just call me European.
0: Well, we, we like our listeners to kind of know.
1: Let's just call me European, Mr. Williams.
0: Okay, well, if that's how you would prefer it, um, let's get into this uh, story here. Now, uh, uh, apparently you, uh, you searched the world for this dog of yours, is, is that right? Absolutely, Mr. Williams. She,
1: she ran away from me so many, so many years ago, the bitch.
0: Uh, it, it, well, okay. Uh, she's
1: the bitch. She, she ran away. She ran away from home, and, and I I guess perhaps I, I must take a guilt for her running away from home.
0: Well, okay. It sounds like you sound a bit crestfallen. Oh, I loved her so.
1: I loved her. She was she was ugly. She was an ugly bitch. She was an ugly dog, but I loved her so. And I shouldn't have treated her the way I treated her, uh, Mr. Williams.
0: Well, well what, what is it you did to, to, to this dog that, you know, kind of made it, uh, was the catalyst for running away? I was not kind, Mr. Williams.
1: Her name was Annabelle. I called her Gorgio. What,
0: what, what is Gorgio, sir?
1: Gorgio is short for gorgeous, Annabelle. She was so gorgeous on the inside, not so much on the outside. She had crooked teeth and her eyes were spaced far apart, but inside, such a beautiful spirit. Go on, my sweet Gorgio.
0: Okay, well, everyone has little pet names for their, their, uh, their loved ones, that's for sure.
1: Oh, my Gorgio.
0: I searched
1: the whole world for Gorgio. Well,
0: well, where did you go, sir?
1: I stood in the shadows of the pyramids in Egypt. I stood underneath the great sphinx of Egypt. I wandered the foggy, musty moors of Scotland. I went to the Taj Mahal in India. I swam the Great Barrier Reef. I circled around the Stonehenge. I...
0: Well, it sounds like you, you really did go all over the world.
1: Oh, Mr. Williams. There is no place I wouldn't go to find that ugly bitch, Gorgio.
0: Wow. Well, I don't know if you have to keep using the word. We get it. A, a female dog. Uh, you don't really have to keep hitting. Oh, that bitch.
1: Ugly, ugly as a hippopotamus's swollen anus. But inside, just the most beautiful, beautiful bitch I've ever known. I searched the whole world for my
0: ugly bitch. Y- yes, uh, Antonio, we, we, we get, uh, I think you can dial it back a bit, but what is it? You know, there's always a reason, uh, you know, somebody leaves in in a relationship. And what what is it you did to Annabelle?
1: Gorgio. Please call her Gorgio.
0: Okay, Gorgio. What is it you did to Gorgio?
1: Oh, Gorgio. I can see your crooked eyes
0: and smell your rotten breath. Sir, if if you could focus, what is it you, you did to her?
1: Unfortunately. Mr. Williams said it, it pains my heart to say it. It breaks my heart. I don't know if you can hear my heart breaking even though it is warm and soft and fleshy. If a heart could break like a crispy cracker, you could hear my heart cracking in half right now.
0: Sir, if, if you could just tell us what you did. I beat Gorgio.
1: I beat Gorgio with a wooden spoon. I beat Gorgio with a belt. I beat Gorgio with a slipper, that ugly, ugly bitch.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Um... Unfortunately, I tied Gorgio to the couch. There were days when I would go off to work or I would go to bed by myself and I would tie sweet Gorgio to the couch.
0: You tied... Her to the couch, sir. That that's that's bordering on imprisonment.
1: Gorgio, I know, Mister Williams, I was not kind, and you can you blame Gorgio for running away from home, from going all over the world, perhaps to get away from me.
0: Good Lord, that that's very extreme.
1: I forced Gorgio. When she was tied to the couch and it breaks my heart, you can hear my heart snap in half like a priest giving leavened bread to a young boy at communion. Just snapping, snapping the communion bread.
0: That's what my heart
1: sounds like, Mr. William.
0: Can you stop with your broken heart? What happened when she was tied to the couch? Unfortunately,
1: Gorgio was forced to poo and pee all over the floor in the living room. My poor Gorgio, staining up my beautiful orange shag carpet.
0: Orange shag carpet? Just the giant
1: feces and urine all over my... Die. I had to beat her with the slip of the ugly bitch.
0: Sir, if you... We, we get it. Okay? Female. Not the most attractive...
1: Yes, my Gorgio. And that's worst of all, Mr. Williams.
0: There's more?
1: As worst of all, I forked my Gorgio to drink out of the toilet. And I did not live in the most beautiful apartment. The toilet, she was old and stained from the previous tenants. It looked like there was meatloaf stains and asparagus soup stains and even a corn niblet tucked up under the rim of the toilet, Mr. Williams.
0: Okay, that's a bit too much. Uh.
1: There were unremovable stains in the toilet, those brown ones that looked like cigarette burns, but. It...
0: Okay, sir.
1: And Gorgio was forced to stand there and bend down and drink. Drink from the toilet with her beautiful mouth, even though she had fangled up crooked teeth, Mr.
0: Williams. Well, sir, it's not uncommon for dogs to drink out of the toilet. What do you mean, a
1: dog, Mr. Williams?
0: Well, a, a, a dog. You, you, you were talking about your dog.
1: I, I do not have a dog, Mr. Williams. I'm talking about Annabelle Gorshio.
0: Yes, Annabelle, your dog, that's what the story's about. This Gorgio. Annabelle
1: was not a dog, Mr. Williams. She was my wife, the ugly bitch.
0: Excuse me?
1: My wife, she was that ugly, just crooked teeth, and her eyes like a hammerhead shark on the sides of her temples almost. Sweet Gorgio, but on the inside, Mr. Williams. Just a beautiful human being.
0: Are you telling me you beat your wife with a slipper, tied her to a couch, she defecated on your floor, and you made her drink out of the toilet?
1: I told you, Mr. Williams, I regret it, and I have searched the world for Gorgio. With her crooked teeth, it looks like somebody took a beaver and smashed its face against a log. Her wide hammerhead shark eyes. Her breath that smelled like a hippopotamus farted into a cheesecake. My dear Gorgio,
0: sir, this is, wait a minute.
1: My ugly bitch, oh the ugliest of bitches. I, I don't blame my sweet Gorgio for running, but I have traveled the world, the Amazon forests of Brazil. I have climbed Mount Kilimanjaro to find my ugly bitch, Gorgio. Her legs fat with cellulite as if somebody had dropped a big pocket of cottage cheese all over the floor at the Walmart. Oh, Mr. Williams, Gorgio.
0: Okay, I thought we were talking about a dog.
1: Oh, she is a dog. Just a horrible, ugly human being. Crooked spine like somebody slammed a giant octopus against the ceiling fan.
0: Fucked up Okay, sir.
1: Ugliest bitch you've ever seen, but inside, Mr. Williams. Just abused my yo!
0: Stop saying you know what? I think maybe we we got miscommunicated. We thought you were talking about Your dog, and you're talking about your wife?
1: Oh, she is a dog. A horrible, ugly dog bitch. Just her buttocks, so full of dents, it looks like somebody smashed a smart car in an underground parking garage. Just in and
0: out. Okay, sir. I I think you've crossed a little bit of a line here. I'm almost hoping that you don't find Annabelle. Please. The
1: ugly bitch Gorgio.
0: Stop okay, I think we gotta go.
1: Gorgio, if you're listening, if you're li- if you're one of the three people listening to this horrible podcast,
0: please Wait a minute, what was that? Oh, don't kid yourself. This podcast is uglier than Gorgio,
1: with a bright light shining on her pimply forehead.
0: Alright, hang up on him, Roger.
1: Gorgio, I love you, you ugly bitch, and your crooked, fucked up fangs.
0: Hang up on him.
1: Your fucking nostrils like bat Say,
0: Hang up on him.
1: Gorgio.
0: Good God. What the hell? Roger. That was the most... Holy crap. The Harland Highway, question of the day. Hey Harland, uh, good to have a podcast back. And I heard you say the word "spiritual." I don't know how many times. Um, Let me ask you, what does that word mean? What What does that word mean? Thanks. Yes, yes, a very, very important question. Although I am a bit alarmed that you and maybe others listening don't know what the word spiritual means a little frightening to me because the spirit in my opinion is a force it is a feeling it is an instinct it is a a thing that maybe one can't even describe that dwells within you it's almost like i don't know if you if you ever think of a ghost or a spirit there's this invisible thing inside you maybe maybe it churns like a hurricane maybe it watches like a giant eye maybe it glows like a burning coal maybe it's just a feeling but to be spiritual is to allow this energy, this feeling, this connection to the world, to the sun, to the sky, to your fellow man, to an earthworm, if needs be. The spirit connects to whatever you want it to connect to. And you become spiritual inside. You you find strength, you draw strength and inspiration and and courage from from the spirit that lies within you. Is, is it an invisible thing that swirls around inside? I don't know. You ever see a, a, a topographical map? of a hurricane on the weather channel and you see that big swirling mass with the hole in the middle maybe that's what the spirit looks like or maybe it's just invisible but to be spiritual is to let your feelings and your actions filter through your spirit which i believe every human being has uh, every human being has and, and I feel like it's something you can feel. It's, it's palatable. It's, it's within you. And I know that this listener, at one point in his life, and maybe still is, was a professional weightlifter. He competed and lifted weights. And I would say to you, sir, Brian, that perhaps your spirituality came through your spirit when you needed it most, when you were lifting those weights, when you were trying to go for the record, when you had all those barbells on your shoulders and you were pushing through and you were clearly out of physical strength. You were clearly out of mortal strength. There was nothing left. There was no more surges of adrenaline. There was no more strength coursing through the fibers and your muscles. There was no more blood pumping to the regions of your body that needed you to lift that barbell up over your head. But there, deep inside your rib cage or your stomach or in your chest, was that swirling mass, that swirling hurricane, your spirit. And your mind, your mind went to your spirit and said, please, I'm all out of gas. Let me lift this 400 pounds over my head. And when you tapped into your spirit, when you reached into that well, guess what? You, my friend, became spiritual. And I believe, since you asked me the question, that that exists within all of us. When we need to win a race, when we need to run for our lives, when we need to pray in the corner, in the dark at night when our lives aren't going so good. Or maybe they're going amazing and you reach into your spirit and you say, somebody help me. Or you say, thank you, thank you. And it's sort of like being in love. I think everybody's felt those butterflies flapping in their stomach when they go on that first date or they see the person of their dreams or someone they're madly in love with. You get that that unexplainable feeling inside. They call it the butterflies. Well, sometimes when your mind and your body and your heart connects with your spirit, it is my belief that you feel something similar. It's not the butterflies, but it's a different feeling, sort of like the butterflies, but it, it's different. It's It's that invisible feeling where nothing's touching your body, nothing's physically pressing against you, nothing's inside your mouth or in your stomach, but yet you almost feel like there's a an invisible tractor beam between you and something else some higher force some some bigger force some bigger form of energy and when your spirit connects with you and when it connects with others and it connects with whatever's out there whether it be a cloud or just the sky up above that my friend is what i believe be spiritual and I will tell you it's probably one of the best feelings in the world and I would submit to you that if you've never had that feeling and I think you have and I think you already knew the answer but maybe you just needed to be reminded but if you haven't had that feeling in a long time or you haven't had that feeling at all where you have felt the spirit within you and you've f- felt spiritual if you haven't had that, I suggest that might be a warning sign. That might be a little warning sign that maybe your world, your life, your spirit has become too superficial. It's become too surfacey. It's disconnected from that world that we can't even see that world of invisible feelings and light and energy and spirit. So maybe, good sir, you ask the question because you're in search of that. And maybe you need to say, take some time and take a long walk through a beautiful forest by yourself or sit by the beach and watch a sunset or stand in a field and just look up into the sky and meditate. Meditate. I'm pretty sure I can assure you that if you, if you go to someplace special, someplace quiet, and you can turn everything off, even if you can drive out into the country 30 miles from your house and walk out into a field and stand in the middle of it all by yourself and feel the wind, brush your face, ruffle your hair, hear the birds chirping in the distance. Feel the sun in your eyes and on your skin. If you can just look up, whether you're looking up to God or you don't believe in God and you're just looking up, I think something or something will be looking back. And if you stretch out your arms and even have to utter the words, Come into me, Spirit. Spirit. I accept you, I want you, I need you. Oh, great spirit. And allow your mind to open up and just let the energy of the universe make its way into your heart and your soul. I think you'll feel it. I think you'll connect to it. I think you'll feel that little cloud start to swirl around when you first feel it just let it take hold let it build and whatever that manifestation may be don't even be afraid to say thank you spirit thank you for coming inside of me and letting me be spiritual and I think when you say that thank you out loud even though there's nothing there It amplifies that moment of spirituality because you're giving back to the spirit, you're you're giving acceptance to the spirit, you're giving gratitude to the spirit and it feeds off that and it it grows even more intense inside you and it's a beautiful, beautiful moment so I urge you If you have lost touch with your spirit, your spirituality, if you can't remember what it is or you doubt that it's even there, please believe that it is. I believe that within all of you it is there. You just need to allow it to come in and out and shine. Don't suppress it. Don't hold it down. Don't let skepticism don't let pessimism hold it underwater and drown it. Believe in your spirit within you. Believe. Communicate with it. Let it blossom. Let it pour out of you like a sunbeam that comes out from behind a dark cloud. Embrace the spirit. And it doesn't have to be religious. I believe every human soul is filled with the Spirit, whatever it may be, and if you look around the world and you look at the accomplishments of humankind, you look at the generosity and the greatness of people and all the things they've done, all the good they've done, that is the Spirit. And that comes from being spiritual. So I hope that answers your question. It's the best I can do at the moment. And you know, you want to know something? As I was telling you that, I was actually tapping into my spirit. My spirit gave me inspiration to find the words to deliver to you. I opened up my soul and thought that this was an important question. And, Maybe this was more than a question for this person. Maybe this person needed some of my spirit to ignite their spirit without being presumptuous or pretentious. If that's the case, I'm glad I could be there for you. And if it's not the case and all my words and my answer and my response fell flat and meant nothing to you, I urge you to find your own Way to connect with your spirit and be spiritual. I think, and this is just my opinion, it leads to a healthier, more fruitful, and wonderful life. There you go. I'm just being quiet here for a minute because it seemed... You know, after all that, it seemed like we just needed kind of a, you know, that moment, whatever, you know, that was some heavy, you know, and I thought maybe just that little silent pause for people to go, um, oh, oh, ah. Uh. So there you go. I think that's an important question, a great question, and I hope it helped you find some answers, good sir. Um, you know, if you have any questions for the old man here, um, you know you can always call in and leave your own question or comment or insult or whatever you want. Uh, 323-739-4330. 323-739-4330. You can phone and it's just a, a voicemail. Nobody talks to you, so you can kind of say whatever you want. And... Uh, you know, I can't play every message, but, uh, you know, I pick out the ones that I feel are uh, provocative or fun or silly or whatever. It's random. Okay? It's random. I never know which ones I'm going to put on it. It's just whatever tickles my fancy that day. And this one, I don't know. It got to me. It touched my spirit. Um, and speaking of spirit, oh, my God. Next show. Show 700, okay, can you believe we've done 700 of these ladies, snargles, and flablergled laggings? Show 700, which is the next Harlan Highway podcast, which is a huge milestone. I am going to start the show off with a huge announcement, a really big announcement that I'm very excited about. It's going to affect you guys, the listeners, in a great way. Um, and so please tune in. I'm going to do it right off the top of episode 700. So be there for that, skurgle bloggins and blabingle Um And we'll leave it right there. We're going to leave it in the spiritual realm. We'll just ease out of the show today. Um, and uh, I want to thank you for being here. You guys lift my spirit up by being here and uh, every podcast i do i actually instill my spirit into it because uh you know i try to spread the laughter and uh you know that to me comes from the spirit so uh there you go um let's uh, let's do a few more announcements here while you're at the site leaving your uh, looking up the phone number in case you don't remember 323-739-4330 that's uh, that's the call in number, but you can also find that number at harlandwilliams.com where you can also write me. If you don't want to use your voice, you can write me. Uh, you can also uh, check out our store and buy some fun, fun gifts. We will mail them out to you. Please uh, keep in mind, you know, sometimes people write me, they order something and they're like, uh, Hey man, I ordered uh, a t-shirt and uh, it's been like 10 days And, uh, you know, then they file a complaint with PayPal. And please uh, be patient, gang. Um, We're not Amazon.com. We have a very small staff, uh, you know, fulfilling all these orders. And, uh, man, sometimes we just get backed up. So give us at least a 10-day window. I know in this day and age where you get everything overnight or within an hour, that seems like an eternity, but... Like I said, we're a small little unit here. <laughs> we don't have like Amazon or Google or or Apple technicians here. It's just just some some good people running around in a mailroom, you know, packaging everything and and uh it it's busy and it's it's uh it's a lot of work. So be patient. Give us a 10-day window. We of course, we try to get it there way sooner than that. But if we're a little late, uh be patient and uh we will do our very, very best to get stuff to you as promptly as possible. Good things are worth waiting for, right? Um, so check out the web store. Books, CDs, T-shirts, artwork, music, all kind of digital downloads. You can have a fun time shopping at harlandwilliams.com. And uh, like I said, big announcement next week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I think that's it. I do, uh, a few stand-up dates uh, coming up. October 8th through the 11th, I will be at uh, Helium in... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I almost It's like I sucked in some Helium. Uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, <coughs> God, I really did suck in some Helium. Um, October 8th through the 11th, Portland, Oregon at a club called Helium. And then uh, two weeks later in Denver, Colorado, uh, October 23rd and 24th, two nights only, at the Comedy Works in Denver, Colorado. Um, all the uh, these tickets can be purchased online at harlowilliams.com. Just click on my stand-up schedule link, my comedy schedule link, and uh, you'll be taken right to the pages get your tickets quickly because uh, these shows sell out and then people are upset so um, hope to see you there come October gang Uh, but that's it for now Uh, thank you so much for your calls and uh, for listening tell your friends to get on the Harlan Highway and uh, like I said next show big announcement for all you pavement pounders this is going to be good something I've been waiting to tell you about a long time Uh, So there you go. I'll leave it right there, hanging in suspense. Ooh. Uh, And until next time, everybody, chicken, chow mein, baby. Oh,
1: gorgeous. I can see your crooked eyes and
2: smell your rotten breath.